Hi, I'm Latresa. And I'm Clancy. And we are a mother-daughter duo that shares a love and admiration for all things Elvis. On this podcast, you can expect a deep dive into the life of Elvis Presley. We will discuss books written by Elvis's friends, family members, and others who knew him best. We will critique and enjoy Elvis movies, concerts, and music with those who grew up listening to his music, watching his movies, enjoying his concerts, and hopefully inspiring a new generation of Elvis fans along the way. With all the misconceptions surrounding Elvis, we want to remember his life and his legacy. The man, the friend, the entertainer, and the philanthropist. This podcast is dedicated to those of us who celebrate the life of one of the greatest entertainers of all times. Let's Talk Elvis! Hey guys, welcome back to the Let's Talk Elvis podcast. I'm Clint. And I'm Latresa. And it's the time of year where everyone's heading back to school and my mom, Latresa, is a school teacher for how many years now? Uh, This starts year 25. Year 25. My nephews are currently already in bed getting ready for their first day of school of first grade and fourth grade. So we had the idea to dig a little deeper into Elvis, the student. So we've spent the week researching and hopefully have learned some. I know I've learned some cool stuff I didn't know about him as a student, but hopefully you guys will learn some stuff too. And, uh... I'm excited about this one, so I'm going to let you take it away. Okay, Uh, getting into the teacher mode myself. I've got another week before I have to go back to school, and the kids have two weeks. So I'm going to start at the first grade when Elvis still lived in Tupelo with his mom and dad. Um, He went to first grade at the Tupelo Consolidated School, and um, I found out that um, it was the East Tupelo Consolidated School, actually. Uh, But I found out when he was in the first grade that his mother walked into school every day. It was about half a mile, and she walked into school every day, which I thought that was really sweet. That's so Um, sweet. Yeah, he and his mom had such a relationship, um, and I can just see her walking him to school. Um, But he was known by teachers as a sweet an average student. Um, He was shy. And um, I didn't find a whole lot of information up until the fifth grade, which um, if you're an Elvis fan, you've probably heard about the talent show in the fifth grade. Um, His teacher was Olita Grimes. And actually her father was the landlord uh, where Elvis's family lived at the time or at some point. Time. Yeah, I found that out. But um, but they, they had a talent show on the Children's Day at the Mississippi and Alabama State Fair. And um, Elvis hadn't, um, he hadn't signed up, um, apparently at the time for the talent show, but she had heard him singing during the morning prayer time and uh, at school. So she uh, invited him to be in the talent show. And he sang the song, Old Shep. And I found out from several, I read it in several different places. I always like to try to 
make sure that I'm given accurate information. You, you yeah. read the same story and, you know, it's different every time you read yeah. it. So I tried to, to find the accuracy. But I read in almost, it was like three different places where he climbed up in a chair um, to reach the microphone and he sang Old Shep. And um, and that's a story. That's a song about a dog. Big dog fan here. Well, both of us are. Yeah. But he sang "Old Shep," and uh, he didn't win the talent show. He took fifth place, which came with five dollars worth of uh, tickets for the rides at the um, at the fair. And I also read that later that day, Gladys thanked him for riding rides that she felt like we're too scary and too dangerous for him so he got us thinking so that's something that i I hadn't heard before what what i would give if there were video cameras back then to see a fifth grade elvis singing oh yes yes i mean Uh, yeah I did, and I thought it was so sweet that, I mean, his mom was so protective of him. And I yeah. thought it was so sweet that he got a whipping or a spanking um, for yeah. riding dangerous rides. You know, he's been <laughs> excited to death. And $5, I'm sure, was a lot of uh, rides at the time. Yeah. And, uh, sure. and then to, to get spanked for riding those those scary rides. Um, but I looked up. I tried to find out as much as I could find out. Um, and, um, I found things about classmates through the years. Um, he was in, uh, Tupelo until he was in the eighth grade, halfway through the eighth grade, he left, uh, Tupelo and, um, he, um, I was trying to find well, out, I found out the- something cool about him in the sixth grade. He attended, uh, Millam junior high school, which is mm-hmm. actually still a school in Tupelo in September 1946 and um his classmates remember him as someone who was shy and didn't really fit in anywhere but he loved music and um every day well he got his first guitar in 1946 and so when he was in the seventh grade he brought his guitar to class almost every day and would play during recess and lunch for his classmates. Who, I mean, if you think about it, and this even goes back to what I read in high school, in that time period in the 40s and the early 50s, it was not cool for a kid to be playing a country instrument like a guitar. And it wasn't cool to sing. It was cool back then to be an athlete. Yeah. And so you can imagine what these kids thought of him playing his guitar during recess and lunch and bringing his guitar every day, you know, they were like, who is, what is this kid doing? But, um, he did have some bullies during his eighth grade year before moved to Memphis. A group of bullies had cut his guitar strings, but his other, sweet classmates they knew how much he loved his guitar and they took up a collection to buy him another set of strings of guitar strings yeah I had read that same story Um, that was so sweet yes yes I did too and being a teacher uh, and and uh, the um, 
the reality of bullying. I see kids all the time and, and I actually, sometimes I do think of Elvis and I think of others like Walt Disney and, and some of the other uh, dreamers that, that achieved their goals. You know, a lot of times it's easy for us to make fun of somebody who is a little bit different and, um, mm-hmm. and people have different talents and people are just, especially in middle school. I mean, that's sixth, seventh, eighth grade. That's what we're talking about right now. Um, with where he was and you think about uh, being being a poor which most of the people at that time the people that he associated with in a lot of them were poor uh, but yeah. you think about being poor you think about like you say he wasn't very athletic I tried to do some research and um, I, I read somewhere that he did play a little bit of football that was on the Graceland blog that he did play a little bit of football um, at Humes, but he was not a star athlete. Um, I've mm-hmm. also heard that, you know, um, that his mom did not want him to play because she didn't want him to get hurt. He, yeah. he always loved football and he had his own football league um, uh, later Graceland and and on the road when he was traveling but um but bullying is just something and and Elvis faced a lot of bullying because he was different um you know his family moved in the eighth grade you you've got him playing the guitar um during lunch during uh recess and having his guitar that his mom had bought him um and he learned there was a preacher at their church that had started giving him lessons and taught him how to play Tupelo Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Um, And so when his family moved, um, I I read that he attended 165 days um, at Humes High and when he was in eighth grade, junior high, I suppose. Uh, He was absent 15 days. He was never tardy. And I also found out that um, in uh, that he had an A in language. This is in eighth grade. He had a B in PE, spelling and history. He had a C in arithmetic, which sounds like me, uh, but also a C in music and science. And I found that very, very strange because of his his ear for music and his talent at the time and then you know he was really he was really into science um seemed to be he was very smart read a lot of books and he said uh, I know he was into history as well but but it seemed like um it was hard for me when I read that he made a C in music and science I thought yeah he must have blossomed a little later one of my favorite Elvis books if you haven't read it make sure you do is Elvis My Best Man by George Klein who uh, was a classmate of Elvis's at Humes High and remained a lifelong friend Elvis called him GK Um, he was also a famous radio personality all on his own but he said that um, so Elvis moved to Humes in November 1948 from Tupelo and he actually had music appreciation class with uh, George Klein GK that year. And their teacher's name was Miss Marmon. And she was one of the toughest teachers in school. And she would whack kids with rollers, was super strict. <laughs> Nobody wanted to be in her class. But the only way to get out of her class was to be in marching band. So, GK had tried out for marching band, which consisted of a written test and a music test. And he said there was a lot of kids trying out, so it must have been because nobody wanted her class. And he didn't make it. 
and that he later found out that Elvis had also tried out for marching band and didn't make it. And wow. he said he was shocked because of Elvis's ear for music. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I read that book years ago, but I'd forgotten that. Yeah, I had forgotten too. But I thought that was such a crazy. I couldn't believe he didn't make the marching band the way he would later just control every part of his concerts and his recordings. Every instrument, every everything was meticulously planned out by Elvis. And he had such an ear for music and he didn't make marching band. Wow. That's yeah. Something. Well, I also found out there was a teacher at Humes High. Um, her name was Helen Lockery. I guess I hope I'm saying that right. But she taught speech and drama. And um, and she said that they, they had an entertainment day on Fridays. And uh, one day she noticed that Elvis wasn't on the program, but she had heard him play his guitar. Apparently he took his guitar when he went on to Humes. Yeah. Um, and so she says when it was just the right time um, in the in the program, she asked him to come up and to sing. And um, and some of the girls started giggling Um and, you know, she was talked about, talked about how serious Elvis always was. Even then he was so mm-hmm. serious about his music, but oh, yeah. you have some little girls giggling. And um, when I was reading about some of his classmates, apparently he asked one of the girls uh, why they always laughed and giggled when he walked by. And, you know, he had to be self-conscious anyway. Oh, um, yeah. But she said she turned red as a bead, and she said, because we think you're so handsome. And she said he just grinned that little, you know, the little side grin he had and walked off. But she said every time after that she saw him, she stuck her nose in a book because she did not want to confront him again. Um, It embarrassed her absolutely to death. Um, Well, um, in GK's book, he talked about how different, he dressed like and that he he started bringing his guitar in more and more that you know in he asked in their music class one Friday in December that Miss Marmon announced that they would be singing Christmas carols that Monday so Elvis raised his hand and asked to bring his guitar and that like you said there were snickers and laughs and that he brought his guitar and sang Old Shep and Cold Icy Fingers mm-hmm. but that GK and the other kids were surprised because he actually really could sing and play. But mm-hmm. he they were also GK said he was most impressed that he wasn't afraid to put himself in the spotlight because it wasn't yeah. cool back then and that he he really was just very different. Like he most kids were wearing jeans and plain, you know, collared shirts, but Elvis never wore jeans because they reminded him of the work clothes his family had worn at his poorest. So he'd wear black slacks with a pink stripe down the side and a black sport coat with the collar turned up. And he had his hair slicked back with Vaseline and Mm -hmm. hair gel. And he had sideburns. And um, GK, this is a quote from his book, said, what's amazing to me now is that the look he had back then wasn't the fashion of the day for anybody else in any part of Memphis I knew about. It was just pure Elvis. Wow, that's great. And yeah. Go ahead. No, I just, what sh- stands out to me the most of learning about him in school is that his whole life, he was just himself. 
He didn't care if he fit in. He didn't care what others, like, I mean, he just, he was pure Elvis and he stayed true to himself. And if he hadn't, if he'd try to fit in, who knows where he could have ended up. He just, he did what he wanted to do and what he liked and thank goodness that he did. But how hard is that for a new kid going to a new school at that age? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Well, a lot of what I read, like you're talking about his junior year, he really started getting a little bit of confidence. And I think that came from his music, Um, even though a lot of people, you know, made fun of him over his music. I believe that he impressed people with it, too. And he really got into his grooming. And, you know, like you say, he dressed flamboyantly and um, he was obsessed with his hair and wore the ducktail. I read... um, Red West was one of the Memphis Mafia, and Red was another one of his classmates um, at Hymns High. And um, I read where uh, there was a couple of different instances where he was being picked on, and uh, Red came to the rescue one day. Red was a he was uh, known as a fighter. Um, He, you know, he he didn't care a bit to take on several people in a fight. And one day he was on his way to football practice and he saw Elvis and he, they were acquaintances. They weren't like good friends or anything, but he saw Elvis leaning up against um, the wall there and uh, said, you know, he seemed really nervous. So he goes up and starts talking to him and Elvis tells him that there are three guys that are waiting on him outside that, that want to beat him up. And of course, Red didn't like anybody being picked on. So Reg basically goes out there with him and, you know, says, uh, you know, you got a problem. And they're like, oh, we just wanted to talk to him. And he's like, well, I don't think he wants to talk to you. I think you guys need to just go on, you know. So that was one instance where, uh, where, El- yeah. where he, uh, where he uh, helped Elvis out. And then there was another time uh, where Reg goes into the bathroom and sees three, three different guys uh, with a pair of scissors that went to uh, cut Elvis's hair. And, um, and he tells him, he, he says, you know, um, they say, we're, we're going to give him a haircut. And he said, well, he doesn't look like he's wanting a haircut to me, you know? Um, yeah. and so there again, uh, Red took up for him. So it sounds like he had a lot of people, uh, like you say, he was true to himself. And, and because of that, he had a lot of, uh, haters. He had a lot of people yeah. who bullied him. And I'm sure if you had girls giggling and talking about how cute he was, and there's probably, you know, uh, like, just like with everybody, you've got girls that are attracted to the musicians and you've got girls who are attracted to the athletes or whatever, but you've got guys that are very jealous, um, of, of the ones that are getting attention, however they're getting attention. So he stood out with the girls seems to be a little bit. And, um, I, I read a cute little, um, a little excerpt from one of his classmates. She said that he wrote in her annual, um, remember me and signed it Elvis and she oh, was wow. about can you imagine remember oh my gosh. me no. <laughs> having that in your well, in your yearbook <laughs> I think the guys too they didn't know what to do with someone so different I mm-hmm. mean you're talking about the height of segregation and everything and differences weren't celebrated I no, mean it was true. weird and I don't think they knew what to do with him and they didn't like that he was different. Exactly. They didn't know how to handle it and they didn't like it. Right. Um, I also read that his 
uh, senior year at Humes, uh, he had started working at a metal products furniture manufacturer from 3 to 11 p.m. and was so tired from the job that he would fall asleep in class. And his mom made him quit so he could focus on his uh, schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And um, that year, he appeared in another talent show singing Till I Waltz Again With You. And GK said that he uh, he remembers being struck by the fact that some of the roughneck football guys who had given Elvis the hardest time were, were applauding and whistling and clapping for him at this talent show. And he wow. said, you're clapping like crazy. I thought you didn't like Elvis. And they said, oh, Elvis is okay. We messed with him a little, but he took it just fine. Besides, he's part of our class, and he's the best singer up there. Oh. And I think that shows, too, that. And this, I think this goes on through his entire career, how he handled uh, adversity. Like, exactly. I mean, he gained people's respect because of the way he handled it. He, he never handled it I mean you know even when he started to get famous and all these moms and preachers and people hated him he always remained respectful and he didn't see that he was doing anything wrong and he wasn't doing anything wrong right but I just think it says a lot about his character all of these examples yeah, I think so too. Um, I mean, it was it was um, he 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 everything that I read from teachers and from classmates. It said he was very polite. He was respectful uh, to his teachers. It was um, that he you know he treated everybody with respect, and yeah. um, and that he um, you know he he excelled in English. I thought that was really that he did really well he excelled in English my favorite subject uh, too exactly and (laughs) that he loved we know that he continued to have that love for reading Uh, you know he he read constantly and I thought that was really cool that he had a love for reading and and as a teacher you know if you learn to read if you are a good um, reader then it helps you with all of your other subjects I mean it just you know you have to be able to read well to be able to to be a good student or to you know to be successful actually so um I just love that yeah every book I've read about him talks about what an avid reader he was and I love that too I, I love the way that he it talks about respect and uh, that he had respect for other people because, you know, a lot of times it appears that he was not respected. Um, and we also we're talking about about school, but also you've got Sunday school or church, which, um, you know, he did a lot. Most of his songs that where I read most songs that he sung, um, he sung gospel songs. That's basically where he got his start was yeah. gospel songs. And he loved to read the Bible. And, you know, when we were there, um, I I don't remember how many. I know at least three Bibles that were on display that uh, that we saw. And all of the Bibles, it wasn't like, you know, you'll see a Bible somebody's got and it's like it's sitting there and basically looks like it's never been touched. All of the Bibles that, that were 
we were there. They were, you could tell the pages were worn. Uh, yeah. The, the cover was, was, uh, worn. um, he, he read his Bible, which I thought that was really, really neat too. Yeah. And I've also read in books that that was one book that was always matter where he was, it was always on his bedside table. That's what you would, that was one book that was always there. Right. But, um, so he graduated from Humes high school, June 3rd, 1953. And later that summer is when he would go into Memphis recording studios, also known as sun records and record his first two songs, my happiness. And that's when your heartache begins. So it wasn't long after Hymns that he's, his career started. And I didn't realize it was that close. Because even when I was reading this stuff, I was like, oh, gosh. I mean, 1948, and he wasn't really, it didn't get started with music till like 1956. But, exactly. yeah, no, I mean, I guess his career didn't start really, really taking off to big fame. I mean, you're talking movies and stuff by 57. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't long at all after his, he graduated high school that he started to take off. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, he um, and and his classmates, they everyone had good things to say about him. And, um, you know, I, um as a teacher, I always think of students that that um, that have talents, and you always try to encourage those talents. You know, a lot of times it's it people will. It, one thing that struck out to me, all his teachers, it mentioned several teachers that um, would they they knew he had this um, that, that that he had this talent for. Some, for playing the guitar and music and I love that they saw that in him and that they encouraged that yeah yeah I just love that I do too I I just enjoyed learning about this in general it was your idea and at first I was like I don't know that we're gonna find that much information but it was really cool learning about him as a kid and a student because it's something that's not talked about hardly at all and, uh, I mean, you don't hear many stories about, you hear about him after his fame. So I really enjoyed digging deeper into him as a, as a student and before his fame. And I just, I'm never disappointed with anything I learn about him. I exactly. make me like him more. Exactly. I, I've, ga- I've gained more respect for him through learning this stuff because of, I just think the perseverance that he had and the respect and just how he always, he always stayed true to himself. That's right. And I, you know, as an, as an educator, uh, to see a, um, a student that, um, he was the only child, um, and he was, he was a poor child and, you know, he had lost a, a, a brother at birth and uh, had that strong relationship with his parents, especially with his mother. And um, I have read, I think I've read somewhere that Gladys and um, Vernon were neither one uh, high school graduates. And I am not, do not quote me on that. I tried to find that and could not find it. I know that they married. Um, she was older than Vernon. Gladys was older than Vernon. I didn't realize that. 
And um, Vernon was only 17 when they got married. He had to lie about his age uh, when they married. But um, but I don't think that either one of them had graduated high school. I think I have read that somewhere. But regardless of that, like I say, I don't want quoted on that. But they made education a priority for their son. I mean, they both they put yeah. so much um, of themselves and, and, and they tried to do the best they could for him and give him a, a, a better life than what they had had. And I mean, who would have ever dreamed uh, what they were, you know, instilling in him, taking him to church and him singing the gospel songs, buying him a guitar, um, you know, all of these things and, and encouraging him. And, and I've seen pictures of Gladys um, standing in front of Hume's High with him when he graduated. And, and you know, just the pride that they had in him for, for graduating, for doing, being able to graduate. And, you know, he worked, I'm, I'm sure a lot of kids at that time, especially kids that uh, their families were struggling, he tried to go to school and work. Yeah. And he's got a lot of kids that more than likely you've got a lot of kids in his class and, and around that time that basically dropped out of school to help support the family. And apparently, yeah. you know, she made him quit work and concentrate right. on his school. So it was, and important. I'm sure they needed that money, you know, Oh, I'm sure but, they did. Yeah. I'm sure they did. So I just, um, you know, I, as we start back to school, getting ready to, to sharpen those pencils and sharpen those minds, um, it's just important to remember, um, um, I, I love that when, when parents are involved in their children's education and um, we see all the time, we, I was talking to another uh, teacher friend of mine who retired this past year and she was talking about students that were successful. And she said, when you see, she said, over the years, she said, I've noticed that when you have parents that are invested in their children, parents that take part children's lives whether it's a play whether it's a spelling bee uh, parent teacher conference the parents that show up and and have a relationship you know with the school and that encourage their children and support their children those are the children that grow up being successful uh, we see these kids that you never see a parent um and, you know, they they don't really a lot of times they don't get their rest for whatever reason. And school's not a priority. And uh, and these are the kids that that struggle through and that, you know, uh, they're not as successful normally in um, just statistically the ones that have their parents support and uh, that have um, a good relationship with their children and with the school and uh, the way things are now, the times that we live in, it's so important that that have that relationship and teach their children to respect teachers and uh, teach children not to bully one another. Um, as a teacher, those are very important things that I see. But I see how Elvis endured bullying and how he endured hardships at home uh, financially. And, um, you know, his dad got into some trouble and, and, um, and we see that a lot. We have parents, you know, that students that they have parents that are, that are having problems at home and uh, legal issues and um, addictions and things. And it's just so important students that they can have um, an education and that they can have a safe place and be, be happy at school and, and be able to be themselves and to flourish and become who they need to be. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening in. If you have any um, stories of Elvis as a student, make sure to DM us on Instagram at Let's Talk Elvis Podcast and follow us if you aren't. Um, we also just created a TikTok this week. It's also at Let's Talk Elvis Podcast. And we've been posting a lot of things over there. And uh, if you like what you hear, also make sure to follow and subscribe, leave a review. And uh, yeah, we love doing this and we love finding new topics every week. And we've got a lot of fun stuff planned. So stick around and we hope you guys have a great week. Everybody have a great week and hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.